Hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk all about our favorite good and bad, bad. <laughs> movies. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about our next Christmas movie? I am so super ready to talk about The Night Before from 2015. Woo! Woo! Christian. Yes. Do you remember this movie? Kind of. Yeah. I said no, but like, mm. originally. Mm. For reference, y'all, we recorded the entire episode, yeah. like, a little bit, about a week ago mm-hmm. from, like, right now, mm-hmm. and we were like, all right, good episode. We wrapped up, we, like, Sahara's computer, and we record, the screen will go black, but it still stays on, mm-hmm. or whatever, but anyway, we swiped the screen, and it had recorded nothing but an hour and a half of silence. <laughs> And we were like, wow, we're going to kill ourselves. Literally. Because we ha- were having troubles with Die Hard mm-hmm. at the time. So if you notice that those episodes came out late and that there were two of them, it's because the episode that we had planned was too long to actually be published. So we had to split it up. But we'll try and keep this one short for y'all. <laughs> and hopefully you guys enjoy us hearing all about the night before. Sahara, do you remember this movie? Yeah, I went to go see it in theaters, actually. Really? Yeah, I went to go see it with my grandma. With your grandma? Yeah. Ooh. Did she like it? Yeah, I think she was in her... I want to go see these really dumb movie phase. That Seth Rogen is really funny. Yeah. Like, we went to go see, like, Bad Moms Christmas. I love Bad Moms. I've never seen the first one, but I love Bad Moms Christmas. We should watch that after this. I don't know if it's Bad Moms. Girl Strip. That was the movie I seen. Yeah. yeah. There was a movie where, like, these four women went yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was, that was Girl Strip. Yeah. We should do that. So, this film was directed by Jonathan Levine, and he did Warm Bodies, Long Shot, 50 50. Mm-hmm. So, he really likes the Seth Rogen and Jorsen, Jorsen, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt combo. Combo? Is he in Warm Bodies? No, but he is in... Who's in Warm Bodies, then? Um, it's not Seth Rogen. No, Nicholas Holt's in Warm Bodies. Oh. But, I mean, like, in Longshot, it... Keep going, sorry. In Longshot, it stars 50-50 and 50-50. Oh, my God, I cannot think right now. No, in Longshot, is Seth Rogen, and 50-50 is Jorson Gordon-Levitt. And I think Seth Rogen is also in that film. Yeah. Sorry, I, I love Nicholas Holt, and I kind of keep up with him a little bit. He's in a movie coming out, like, pretty soon. I'm looking yeah, at- The Menu? No, other than that, mm-hmm. I think there's another one. I know, I also love Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I'm looking up his film. Uh, guys, I love Nicholas Holt since Skins. Mm. Mm. Chris is like, I keep up with Nicholas. Shut the fuck up. You weren't there for Skins, okay? Uh. Oh, yeah, he, he's Garfield. What? There's a, there's a, like the cat? There, well, he's, that well, loves lasagna? Well, he isn't Garfield. He plays John Arbuckle. You know, John, the, the owner. He, it's a, it's an animated movie. He's not actually. Oh. But he is in The Great, which is which I love. We have, we need to finish it though. The Great. With cat like Catherine the Great. Oh yeah. He, he's the czar. Yeah 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 yeah. 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 He's in the menu, and it's a. Uh, Renfield. It's an upcoming Dracula movie. Mm. Uh, he is Renfield. You remember when, we, when I showed you Nosferatu? Yeah. His assistant. Oh. Is Renfield. Cool. So this movie had a budget of twenty-five to thirty-three million dollars, but it grossed fifty-two point four million worldwide. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Pretty good, I guess. I mean, to be honest, 
comedy movies don't really make a lot of movie. Yeah. Well, don't make a lot of movie. Make a lot of money. Yeah. So I can get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So this movie stars Seth Rogen, who's also in Sausage Party, Pineapple Express, and Monsters vs. Aliens. Ooh. Do you remember that movie? I do remember Monsters vs. Aliens. Who is Seth Rogen? Uh, he's the blob. I thought his name was Bob. Well, but he's a blob. Yeah. Right? His name is Bob, but he's a blob. And I fucking loved that movie. I thought you never... I loved... Oh, was it Megamind? You yeah, I, was saw? Me- I saw Megamind in theater, but the, I only saw They once. came out at very pretty much the same time, so... I get it. I get it. I get it, get it, get it. I just remember in that film, she was like... Because they were moving to Fresno, and she's like... Fresno! And now I hate Fresno, California. <laughs> Which, Fresno isn't bad. Mm. I think it would just take her away from her career. Because they're both, like, news anchors. Mm. We should watch that. I haven't watched Lost of Aliens in a long time. So, Sahara brings this up, and I mentioned Megamind. Sahara had never seen Megamind until, like, a couple years ago. Not for the first time. I saw it in theaters with my dad. You told me you didn't. I did. I told you. I saw can't trust her. Oh my god. I, I told su- you it's been a long time that I forgot the plot. I'm the superior host. Dude, I remember because you were like I saw like, a movie in theaters twice with my grandma. <laughs> Me and Gigi were living at large in the uh, <laughs> AMC seats. Oh yeah? Yeah. Why, did, back, did you? Back, back when AMC was the cheap, was the cheap movie theater. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that. AMC used to be like kind of cheap and now it's like the, the expensive theater. Yeah. Okay, so he's also in 500 Days of Summer, 10 okay. Things I Hate About You, and The Dark Knight Rises. He is in The Dark Knight Rises, and I'm noticing he kind of has, like, very sad roles. Yeah. Like, like Dark Knight Rises, he was an orphan. He, mm-hmm. He's he's Robin. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... What? Get, have you, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. I watched them all with you. Yeah. So in the movie, he's like... I know Christian, and we have not watched them all together. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway... But, like, if y'all, you've seen the movie at the end of it. He's Robin. He's this, uh, well, not, he's not even that he's Robin. He's he's just, like, a police, like, lieutenant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's a detective. Mm-hmm. And he, towards the end of the movie, like, Wayne supposedly died. Mm-hmm. Batman did, too. You yeah. know, he faked his death. Mm-hmm. And he was going to collect some stuff. I guess it was, like, in a will or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, he, and he gives his, like, name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and he's like, it's not, it's not under there. He's like, uh, try my birth name or whatever, and there's, she's like, oh, there it is. And then the lady's like, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty name, Robin, yeah. or whatever. We're just like, we were all kind of just like, don't know. Now Robin isn't his name, and I know what y'all were trying to do there, and that's really yeah. not cool. This episode's gonna be three hours. <laughs> this episode's gonna be longer than the movie. Let me talk. It also stars Anthony Mackie, who is Captain America in the Marvel films. Also the Falcon. <laughs> He's also in Eight Mile and that one episode of Black Mirror. Which episode, babe? <laughs> that one weird one. <laughs> Which weird one? What's weird about it? What's weird about two men expressing their love, Sahara? <laughs> it's just how they would. Everyone comment it. on this episode when it comes out on Twitter. Sahara is homophobic. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it weird, babe? Because one was married. So? What do you mean, so? It's still fucking wrong. Don't let your wife stop you from finding the love of your life. I know that firsthand. I'm the love of my own life. 
<laughs> I love myself. Oh, God. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be passing beer sometimes. I'm just like... Really? I'd give myself the... The blue steel. Oh, Christian, you think you're... You think you're hot? I'm a narcissist. Really? Really? <laughs> I'm just like... I do that, too. I like staring at myself, too. I think it's just weird. I'm like, that's a whole person. <laughs> I like staring at myself, too, but I'm like, oh, she's hot. I'm just a 10-pound sack of meat operating a bone and flesh mech. Yeah. Do you think this film is a good comedy? Um, yeah. It got a lot of laughs out of me when we were yeah, watching. Same. We kind of watched a good portion of this movie together. Mm-hmm. So Hera laughed several times. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh, your f- one of the most memorable line or whatever that you laughed at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I rubbed my lit like my nose right there, uh-huh. and I guess I still had product on my hands, and so now all I smell is just weed. It's in my nose now. Congratulations. It honestly kind of smells like pickles, like, <laughs> like pickle juice. Like I don't know, like very vinegary. I don't like it. <laughs> so, a film reviewer calls it funny, but has many mis- misfires. Do you agree with that? Mm, no, I think the movie is kind of generally funny, mm-hmm. and I think the times where it really like tried to be funny, it mm-hmm. was. So, I don't think any jokes really bomb. I think people just aren't fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this film is memorable? Yeah, bro, nice cock. Oh. Do we'll you, get there later. Do you think this film is memorable? Not at all. Really? I forgot about this movie. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people did. Like, I feel like this film feels like the recipe for, like, the right... Like, the right recipe to become a classic. Yeah. But it's that nobody even remembers it exists, you know? It's really funny. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that we didn't think about it before. What made us put this on the list? I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I want to watch that so bad. I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the film slash jokes are outdated? Not at all. No. I mean, they're pretty, they're, they're funny. Yeah. If you do think you, they're not funny, you're just not fun. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you think the film is a product of its time? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, some things where I'm just like, okay. I see how this would have been funny ten years ago. Yeah. So do you have any questions? I do not. I am just about ready to get into more of the information oh. on this movie. Okay. The night before. So we open with a classic book opening scene in a narration voice over saying, Here's a story I would like this to is tell. A story <laughs> about three best friends and their first Noel. It begins right before Christmas, 2001, when a young man named Ethan became an orphan. His mama and papa, both tragically gone, it seemed for him Christmas had sung its swung song. As he sat alone on Christmas Eve, his friends came over and forced him to leave. They had to get Ethan out of his funk, so they went to the bar and they got his ass drunk. With tears and with sadness, they started to mend. Then they said, no more crying, this sad shit must end. Christmas was about family, but now it's about friends. Thus begun a new tradition. The f- friends hung out on Christmas, and fun was their mission. Mm-hmm. So while that's happening, we see Chris Roberts, played by Anthony Mackie, still a deer. Next, we see 
The group opening presents, and Isaac, played by Seth Rogen, gets the world's smallest cock mug and Ooh. tells the group, Aw, how did you know? How did you know? Chris gets all his friends' iPods, telling him how many songs can be held on there, and continuing with the narration, it says, They chilled with each other and did all sorts of stuff. They drank many drinks. They fucked shit up. We then see Ethan, played by the beautiful Joseph Gordon-Levitt, as he lights a firecracker on a snowman and blows it up. And then the narration continues by saying, Then one fateful night, 2008, they realized that Christmas could be even more great. That eve at the bar, they saw quite a sight, fellow seekers of joy having one crazy night. And there was a woman, so pretty to all, they worked up the courage, proceeded to call. Ethan said, excuse me, and she turned with a fright. Were you guys partying earlier tonight? At a place so great, words cannot describe, with so many drinks for one to imbibe, with so many drugs, I can't believe I survived. What the fuck, Ethan asked, is this party called? Why, you haven't heard? It's the Nutcracker Ball. They asked all around, but to no avail. Where was this great party? This the whitest of, of whales. whales. <laughs> Do you know what that, what that means? No. The white whale? It's from Moby Dick. I was going to say Moby Dick, but <laughs> I don't know if there was another, like, whale book out there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and though year upon year they tried and they failed, they never did tire, they never did bail. But over time, the fun did wane. One friend had a family, the other had fame. As the years passed, his boys, they grew up. But it seemed our boy Ethan is just a little bit stuck. Womp womp. So what did you think of that exposition? That's exposition. Also, how can this man afford three iPods in 2008? I don't know. Guys, we almost adopted a cat just now. <laughs> There's a cat we've been feeding for the past few weeks. The past few days, really. Yeah. We've been giving it a bunch of tuna. Probably shouldn't, to be honest, and some ham. But, like, we love that cat. We, like, got it to, like, kind of, like, make its way into our doorway a little bit before it ran off. And, uh... They started bitch-ass neighboring. Yeah. And it was more like, uh, we should probably, uh, get, like, a litter box at least. Maybe a cat tree. And some shots. (laughs) And some shots. For the cat, not us. (laughs) So, next, we cut to Christmas Eve of this year. It just says this year, by the way. It doesn't give a special year. Mm-hmm. And we see Ethan at a fancy party holding a plate of hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Horse derbies. Dressed as an elf. And Ethan decides, well, since someone's eating whatever he has on his plate, he's just going to take it back to the kitchen. And his boss is like, yeah, no, you don't get to make those decisions. You need to go out there and be an elf. And his boss makes fun of him for being 33 and having a job like this, which is really shitty, by the way. Yeah, I know. And he has to see his elf face, which is pretty a pretty good elf face. He's like, <laughs> a nice smile. His boss says he's moving him to Coates and that this is his last chance and he better have his elf face on the whole time. And so next we see Ethan with the coats, and Sahara said when we were watching this that this looked really stressful. Ethan uh, puts this expensive coat away, but he like drops it for a second, and as he goes to pick it up, he sees these like shining, glittering tickets in the pocket, mm-hmm. and he realizes like, oh, they're invitations. So what are they? They're invitations to the Nutcracker Ball. <laughs> they got it. There's three of them, by the way. Perfect. So he pockets him and tells the girl working like, I'll be right back. No, he just bolts. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He ain't coming back. So we get this title card and we uh, of the movie. What does it say, Sahara? The Night Before. 
Anyway, the night before, and we get aerial shots of New York, and we hear a man on a recording giving information about the party. He's saying, quote, Congratulations, you're about to have the best night of your life. You will learn valuable lessons, be filled with Christmas cheer, and probably get laid. We will release the location of our party at 10 p.m. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ethan's super excited. He's hoofing ass to his uh, New York apartment that probably costs more than ours, which we have a pretty good apartment, but like it, this apartment in New York will probably be like $2,000. Dude, literally. We only pay seven fifty a month, y'all. Uh, so we see Ethan look at his computer, and there's this girl on there, and they look in, uh, with Ethan, and they look uh, pretty cozy and happy or whatever, but Ethan quickly closes his computer while getting ready, and he goes to meet up with his friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next we cut to Chris. He's on the phone with his mom telling her, like, oh, uh, I have to stay in the city for work this Christmas, and, you know, that's why I'm having such a good season. And the, the reason that he has, has such a good season, apparently Chris is a professional football player, is that he takes steroids or whatever, and he tells his mom happy Christmas. But we don't or, know he's a football player, but we know he's some type of athlete. Oh, I just figured he was a football player. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, when I found out he was a football player, and I was like, he's kind of skinny, don't you think? Yeah. Because, yeah, because they have him sign his football like right after. I know, I know, I know, but that was before we knew that, though. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. But I don't know why... I don't know. Anyway, he told his mom he takes steroids or whatever, but he told her Merry Christmas. And uh, we see Chris leaving his apartment. He's just bombarded with fans mm-hmm. that want pictures or autographs or whatever. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Do you really think that he could be a football player? Mm-mm. Hockey, maybe. Hockey? Yeah. No, like, okay. So after that, we cut to a family Christmas party, and we see Isaac about to eat, and one of the kids asks him if he's not Christian, what is he? He explains that he's Jewish, and the little girl's like, why do you look different? And he's like, huh? <laughs> and the other little girl is like, you just look funny. He tells the other girls that they look like the creepy twins from The Shining, and their mom comes in asking Isaac what he's saying to them. He tells her that he's speaking to them like they're adults for their cognitive skills. Mm-hmm. Isaac's pregnant wife also comes in saying he's going to be a great father, and she hopes that their kid is as beautiful as the twins. His wife comes up to him saying she's a piece of shit, and he is like, no, you're not, you're fine. She's like, no, I'm going to be a terrible mom, and he's like, no, you're not, don't say that. Do you would, do you want that kind of reassurance mm-hmm. when you're going through this phase? Oh, yeah. If you're going through this phase. But I feel like the whole time we are pregnant, it'd be me reassuring you. No, oh, baby, I appreciate that. Anyway. So next we see Ethan come over and he hugs everybody and tells Isaac's wife that she looks big. And Isaac's is like, don't say that. And Ethan's, don't say that. And Ethan's like, sorry, I don't know how to talk to pregnant women. So Isaac's wife offers to go grab Ethan a drink and ask if Isaac wants one. And he says, no, because he wants to be level headed, but also show that he can do this parenting thing. Ethan is like, are you going to get drunk tonight? And, and Isaac says, eventually. And Ethan's like, great, because I'm already pretty drunk. And Isaac's like, yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm. So Chris shows up, and he's such a Leo. Literally, he walks in, and he's like, hey, everybody. And everybody's like, woo, Chris. Oh, my God, is that Captain America? <laughs> and he says hi to everyone and tells Isaac's wife she looks so good. You couldn't even tell she was pregnant. And then she tells Ethan, he's like, that's, that's how you talk to pregnant women. 
everyone congratulates his past season and how great he's been doing and he says he's been working really hard and if you saw him naked then you'll probably can tell and Isaac's like yeah yeah I'll probably see see you later mm-hmm. and I just really like how like organic these conversations have been like like while this like conversation's happening like they are talking over each other and it's just like it's the type of over each other like you could still hear the other person you're just reacting fast to the conversation yeah so like um but yeah I just really enjoy the organicness of it so next we cut to Ethan playing the piano and singing with the kids on the first day of Christmas. And as this is happening, Isaac and Chris talk amongst each other, saying that they're getting too old for this bar hopping tradition and that, that they've been doing. And Isaac's like, yeah, it's like, we're those kids that won't stop trick-or-treating. So they both agree that this is their last Christmas, and they ask each other if Ethan knows that. And Isaac's like, yeah, I think so. Isaac tells Chris that they need to stop enabling Ethan because they're not helping Ethan get over his psychological problems, only temporarily pushing them aside. Damn, really gonna talk about your friend like that? (laughs) I think it's more like they're worried, though. I mean, I guess, but like... It's like, okay, we've moved on with our lives, we're kind of past this phase, but he still wants to be a part of it, but really he doesn't want to let go of the family that he made. I would still just want to have fun, to be honest. Yeah. Damn, why are being like this? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you say that. They're in their 30s, though, and we're still in our early 20s, so of course we want to, like, do those things now. Have us. I guess we'll see where we are 10 years down the road. So the boys decide to leave the Christmas party to start their own, and everyone tells Isaac's wife bye, and Ethan asks her to say, to tell Diane, Diana that he said hi, and she's like, no, I will not do that. And Ethan's like, he's a little hurt, and he's like, yeah, that's a good idea, and he tells her Merry Christmas. Chris tells her congrats on the new baby and Merry Christmas. So she pulls Isaac aside and gives him an early Christmas present. She tells him that he's been such a rock throughout the whole pregnancy that he is like her Dwayne Johnson. And honestly, I think Isaac's wife is like... Yeah, literally. And I just think Isaac's wife is like the best character. I love her. I I just think she's so funny. She cracks me up. And I just love how when jokes are like really witty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is so smart. I never would have thought of that. She tells him that he deserves this, and he opens it, and it's a whole bunch of drugs. Drugs. Like... Drugs. There's, so, like, weed, there's, there's LSD, weed. shrooms. There's more weed. There's so much stuff in there. Big Christian? Sweet. Yes. Like, where did she get this? You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, honestly, yeah. I was, like... I honestly feel like she's just been stocking this all for, like, a year. Really? Yeah. So Isaac asks her why, and she explains that she's been he's been so focused on the baby and her, and tonight she just wants him to focus on himself. And he's like, there's cocaine in here. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I haven't done cocaine in like 11 years. And she's like, I don't think anybody has. I think cocaine is too hardcore for me. But Christian, would you try anything else in this box? Probably the LSD. Yeah. Honestly, this is going to be 50 grams of fentanyl. <laughs> I just slowly like stop losing. I stop feeling sensation in my fingers and toes as I just slowly slip in and and die. Yeah. <laughs> well, you all have Narcan, right? Right. So Isaac asks her where she got all this, and she says Craigslist, and she just typed in NYC drugs, and it just worked out for her. <laughs> like okay. Oh yeah. 
So she tells him to go have fun and enjoy his last Christmas with his friends. And honestly, guys, I just think that's a real representation of what marriage is. What do you think? Defo. I mean, they're, she's very supportive and he's very supportive of her. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. I do too. Yar. So when the boys go outside, they have a Red Bull Hummer limousine to take them around the town. And Chris is like, yeah, in the face of Red Bull. And his friends are like, oh, wow, cool. So they get in the limo and Chris starts promoting the Red Bull and his phone is like telling them picture quality is great, but it's just like not. By the way, the limo they're in is a Red Bull sponsored Hummer, like Hummer mm-hmm. limo. I know. And uh, I don't a know. Hummer, if you will. Hummer. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. I don't know if it's just the Gen Z in me, but I hate when, like, the older gen- generation, like, does, like, corny shit, like, that's like, yeah, this is viral, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Defo. Because. Definitely. <laughs> so, stop cramping on my style, bud. Okay. So, the driver, who is Nathan Fielder, by the way, is like, hey guys, I'm your driver this evening, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's Nathan Fielder, by the way. I just said that. <laughs> well, I said it better. <laughs> so, we finally learned that Isaac's wife's name is Betsy. Betsy! And he shows off all the drugs that she provided for this evening. Isaac offers shrooms to trip out on, and Ethan's like, I'll just start with champagne. By the way, the shrooms is going to be a recurring thing, and it's going to, it pissed us off. We were just it like, pissed you off. I was fine with it. Dude, he just like, he was like, oh my god, this is awful. Let me take more shrooms. I'm like, <laughs> no, maybe you should not do that, actually. But it's such like, <laughs> it's just so funny when your mind is just clouded, clouded like that. You're like, okay, obviously if I take more, it'll balance out because I didn't take enough. <laughs> Love that leap of logic right there, by the way. <laughs> So, um, next we see the gang walking around New York when Chris asks Ethan how life is and how his music's going, if he has any gigs lined up, and Ethan tells him that gigs are overrated because everyone just stays on their phone and they don't listen to the music anymore, but he's working on a concept album that still needs a concept. Just say you're not doing it anymore. Have you got to lie to me? Literally. So, Sorry. So Chris then asks about Diana and if they still talk, and he says, oh, it's still over between them, and that it's better if they don't talk since the breakup was a mutual thing. Isaac interrupts this by saying, hey, let's look at the tree. And, uh, like they're at Rockefeller Plaza, so they're at the, the that tree, and, and giving Chris a look or whatever, and it's definitely like a what-the-fuck type look between uh, the two. So they look at this Christmas tree. And Ethan tells his friends that 14 years ago, this very night, a tradition was born. That year, some drunk fucking asshole hit my parents with a car. So that Christmas, I didn't have any family to be with, but you guys were there for me. But tonight, tonight's different. We have mutually decided to end this tradition. Isaac's about to have a baby, and Chris is just too fucking famous to hang out with us anymore. But guys, earlier today, I witnessed a real-life Christmas miracle. As Ethan pulls out the three invitations to the Nutcracker Ball... The two other guys go ballistic, and they ask where he got them, and ask if he murdered someone. He's like, no guys, I stole them. So the plan for them, since the address does not get revealed until 10, is to hit up as many Christmas traditions as they can. You know, like getting Chinese food, seeing karaoke, going to the bars, as they can, and then finish the night with the Nutcracker Ball. Which I feel like leaves too much room for error, because I would be like, guys, can we just go and just wait in the parking lot or something? We can, we can smoke some weed. Boring. 
Oh, you think smoking weed with me is boring? No. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> Bye, all. See y'all next year. No, but anyway. Like, no, guys, I stole them. So, <laughs> the plan for them, uh, and the yeah, address doesn't get revealed, like, yada, 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 we gotta find stuff to do. They're, they're gonna do all the traditions. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. Woo! And so Ethan is like, maybe this can be our new tradition. And everyone was like, <laughs> silent. And Isaac's like, maybe we shouldn't replace our tradition with a new one. And Ethan's like, dude, I was joking. You know, so in sad. a sad way. It is so sad. Y'all so mean to this man. For what? Ethan is like, okay, do, on the first tradition of the night are Christmas sweaters. And so we got Isaac wearing a blue Christmas sweater, uh, sweater with a Star of David on the front. Ethan has a red sweater with moose on the front. And Chris has a black and red Christmas sweater with a black Santa Claus on the front. What do so, you think of those sweaters? I think they're alright. What do you think yours would be? What? What do you think yours would be? Black Santa. I will like if you were to make one up. Okay, for you, I'm No, I, I get you. My answer is still Black Santa. <laughs> I heard you. I'm hearing you. I see you. And I hear you. My answer is Black Santa. <laughs> Just so you can't have it. No, I'm thinking of a white Christmas sweater, okay? White yeah. Christmas sweater. Yeah. And you know how, like, in Knives Out... Like, I just wear the Christmas the, sweater on The Chris Evans white Christmas sweater. Yeah. Now think of those vertical... Yeah. Think of those vertical lines, but going like this. Like this. So horizontal? Down. Yes, horizontally on the top and the bottom, but not in the middle, okay? And in the middle is a golden knitted Moroni. What? Moroni. Oh my god. <laughs> what you know about Moroni? <laughs> I know he's on the top, right? Isn't that him? Who is that? No one. Isn't that Moroni? No. Damn. It's Joseph Smith when he was 14. That little, the horn? Yes. Oh my god. It's not even a fucking angel. <laughs> Christina, please tell me how. Sahara, I'm you, crying. It's, I was about to say it. how, how. It's, it's Angel Moroni. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I don't fuck with you. Are you sure? You were ready. I was ready to be like, wow, this. I, I don't even feel bad anymore. That church really is a cult. And honestly, I don't even care if you're Mormon. Like y'all, like please read. Go read a book. Go read a oh, book. Oh, they got please. a book, all right. <laughs> I, I, y'all, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so they walk into the FAO Schwartz, the oldest toy shop. Couch Schwartz. <laughs> the oldest toy shop in New York, and they have their little big moment with the piano floor playing "Runaway" by Kanye West. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we get a slow motion. It's okay, he made graduation. <laughs> so we get a he slow... He made college dropout. So we get a slow motion montage of them going into a Chinese restaurant, and Isaac sees other Jewish men and shows off his sweater. He's like, hey! And honestly, props to him, bro. <laughs> anyway, they eat egg, some egg drop soup, which is not that good. You said you said you love egg drop soup. I love egg drop. Okay, then what is your top five soup list, then? A good tomato soup okay. is number one. All right. Actually, no. Take the back. Okay. Potato soup is okay. number one. All right. Okay. Then t- a good tomato soup. Okay. Miso soup. Yes. <laughs> Cheddar broccoli. Mm-hmm. Chicken and dumpling. 
really like chicken and dumpling a lot. Actually, I talked about chicken and dumpling is a let's see, potato. As a stew. Potato, tomato. Honestly, probably potato, chicken, and dumpling. Tomato. <laughs> uh, what what else did I say? Mm-hmm. You don't listen to me. No. Rude. You All said right. miso soup. Oh yeah. Then miso soup, then broccoli cheddar. Mm-hmm. I would say broccoli cheddar, um, chicken noodle. You hate broccoli cheddar. I fucking love broccoli cheddar. Any time I offer to make it for you, you're like, no. You ma- you've never made it for me. We had, like, cans of it a while ago, and I was like, do you want some? And you're like, no. I fucking love broccoli cheddar soup. Whatever. That should go hard. Okay, you don't, I'm like, like, <laughs> you don't like my potato soup no more? I love your potato Why isn't it number one? Because I like broccoli cheddar boy. No, you don't. Oh, man. Christian, every time I would go to Panera, I would get broccoli cheddar soup. That's great, but every time I'm here, you think we make potato soup, so... <laughs> okay, well, make me broccoli cheddar soup, then. I want to make you broccoli cheddar. I want to make you potato soup, but I want it to be your favorite. <laughs> okay, babe. I'm just teasing. I don't care. So, Isaac puts shrooms in his, by the way. <laughs> in he just soup. eats it. <laughs> I mean, you still eat the shrooms, regardless. I guess. Chris gets a call, and Ethan's like, who are you calling at a time like this? And Chris explained he's calling his friend, Tommy Owens. And Ethan's like, who's that? And Isaac is like, uh, only the best player in the league. The league. Duh. In the league. In the league. So Chris tells him that he got tickets to the Nutcracker Ball. And he was wondering if they were going to be there. And he's like, yeah, I might. And while I have you on the phone, can you bring us some weed? And Chris is like, yeah, I'll bring half a pound. We can roll up the ball. So Chris asks how much weed Isaac has in his little tiny box and he pulls out one tiny little joint. <laughs> Isaac defends his wife by saying she doesn't know that much about drugs. And Chris is like, we need to get some weed. And so, uh, Sarah, if we started, if we smoked every time they mentioned weed or said weed, how, how would we be? Just... <laughs> I can't move. Blowing bubbles, doing zaza. <laughs> zaza. Alright, so Ethan gets a little upset, says, like, oh, this night isn't about some famous athlete and his weed. The night's about three of us on our last night together. And Chris is like, dude, no, this is serious. You know, this is, this is, this is, this is the guy I play on my team with or whatever for six years, and he finally knows who I am. If I can deliver this weed, we could smoke with Tommy Owens and hang with him all night. And Isaac is like, that would honestly be super fun, or whatever. And Chris is like, Ethan, come on, please. Ethan, Ethan agrees, and like, alright, fine. And Chris is like, okay, where do we even get weed? And they're like, and Ethan's like, we can always call Mr. Green. And so Mr. Green was their old, like, high school drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut to them at their high school, and Isaac's like, why are we here? And Ethan's like, oh, Mr. Green is suspicious. He doesn't meet anybody unless he's met them before. And Sahara, have you ever had to wait for your yes. weed? God, doing it in a public place was so scary. Like, we waited behind the back of a church. But, but the, there, there's some hit message there and like it's by the YMCA and there's apartments next to it and dude we and somebody was walking their dog or just standing outside and I was like dude these people could see us I'm so scared and they'd be like shut the fuck up mm-hmm. we're waiting for our wig <laughs> I'm so fucking scared <laughs> so the phone rings and it's a public pay phone and his friends are like don't touch that it's germs and Mr. Green is on the other line saying he's here so after all of them are being babies about who's going to go get in the car, get go up to the car and get the weed, they decide that since Chris asked, he has to be the one to get it. After Chris leaves the group, Ethan asks Isaac if he thinks that Chris has changed, and Isaac is like, yeah, he seems excited about his fame. And Ethan tells Isaac that he thinks that it's sort of their job to keep him in check. 
of that. And I kind of like, bro, relent. Yeah. What you trying to sabotage your friends? Isaac says, well, sometimes you think it's easy to tell your friend something, and it's actually hard to tell them that thing once you're confronted with the actual moment that you would tell them that thing. Which is like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next we see Chris get inside Mr. Green's car. Disclaimer, y'all. If you ever are buying weed, never, and I mean ever, get in your dealer's car. Why? As a girl, you just don't know if you're going to come oh, okay, out. you didn't clarify that part. I just thought, you know, like, in general. I think in general, I think everybody should follow that rule. Do you say so? Me personally. So, Mr. Green, played by Michael Shannon. He's from Kangaroo Jack! Kangaroo Jack. I love him. I love Kangaroo Even though he's the bad guy in that film. Anyway. I love Kangaroo Jack. You do? Um, I've only seen it like once or twice. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Congratulations. Dude, we should find it and watch it. We've already watched it together. That was one of the times. I'm watching him. No. Chris tells that no. <laughs> Christmas is one of the biggest holidays because more people come to him because it's a tough holiday. Ain't that the goddamn truth? Guys, I almost witnessed a manslaughter twice in one fucking night. These two guys were walking in front of these cars, guys. So fucking scary. I was like, what the hell? Anyway. Mr. Green tells Chris that it makes him proud that he and his friends still smoke together. And Chris is like, yeah, that's cool. This weed is really from my other friend, Tommy Owens, the quarterback, the messiah. And Mr. Green is like, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one messiah. And that's our Lord Jesus. Christ, our Savior. And that's where he started laughing? <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Green starts smoking and offers some to Chris, and Chris is like, "Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm a drug-free athlete. I'm a drug-free athlete." So Mr. Green is like, "Okay, so you're buying weed for someone else, and you're not even gonna test it." And he tells them that he could be selling him oregano. So what Chris, if someone sold you oregano? I'd be pissed as hell. That's what you get for not taking. Like, why this weed smells good? <laughs> so Chris tries it. Mr. Green is like, "So." And Chris is like, something magical is supposed to happen? Mr. Green's like, it already did. You're now in the present. And the weed is Christmas present. And Chris is like, well, with that logic, isn't all weed the weed of Christmas present? And Mr. Green is like, only on Christmas. And like anyway, that will be $100. <laughs> so as Chris gives him the money, Mr. Green's like, hey, if you guys aren't doing anything, lady, you should come by my party. It's a hell of a bash. And Chris is like, uh, really? And Mr. Green is like, it's not my car, it's a real party. And Chris is like, well, we already got invited to something, but thanks to the invite. Which is, uh, I would've gone. I would've gone too. I'm like, yeah, I'll try. Okay. No promises, though. And Mr. Green is like, that's, uh, that's alright, my feelings aren't hurt. And to tell Isaac that I'll see him in a couple of hours. <laughs> so Chris goes back to join the group and he tells him that was the weirdest, weirdest experience he's had in his life, but he got the weed. And so they hit up this karaoke bar and they uh, they got some moves, you know. They're singing, they're run, they're singing, uh, you know, they're they're singing along to Run DMC, all that jazz. They're going, they're they're jamming. So, uh, as they're singing, they see we see Diana and her friend, played by Mindy Kaling from The Office. Uh, they walk in, and as this is happening, Isaac Shroom start kicking in, and he's freaking out. And Diana walks up to them, and she's like, "Oh hi," and asks Diana, "Oh, like, oh, what are you doing here?" She's like, oh, this is the only karaoke bar open. And that she should have known that they would be here because of their tradition. But she's glad she finally got to see the Run DMC routine. So do they do this every year? Yeah. Like the Run DMC thing specifically? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mindy is like, oh, you should have been here when she did Wrecking Ball. It was great. And Ethan's like, wow, you still like that song? And, and Diana's like, everyone does. Sorry, but it's 2008. Calm down. 
Well, Breaking Ball did not come out in 2008. Yeah, I, was, uh, I was just thinking about that now. Actually, I was like, yeah, that came out like when I was... Christian, this film doesn't take place in 2008. That's true. <laughs> Which means this movie kind of takes place in like... It said present day, so probably like 2014. Whatever. 2015, more like. So, Mindy explains that Breaking Ball is a good song because you can cry to it, you can run to it, you can party to it. And Isaac... And Isaac... And Isaac's like, wow, that's a timeless classic. Diana asks, like, what are y'all up to? And Isaac's like, oh, we were just having a slow light, like, not too fast, kind of, like, just, just chilling. Just chilling. I have never been on shrooms, and I would like to try, but I'm scared that I'll be freaked out the entire time. Sarah's just like, whoa. I'm like, what's life? 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 No, I'll be like a Squidward in that one SpongeBob episode. Yeah. And, um, where he's in that room, and it's like, you're alone. Hello. Isaac explains this is the last year they're doing their tradition. And so they're trying to do all they can as Ethan is like hanging on for dear life or whatever. Or not Ethan, as uh, Isaac. As Isaac hangs on to Ethan for dear life. Because he's like, mm-hmm. he's go- that's rough. He's going to like all the shrooms, dude. Yeah. And so Isaac, he gets a little further and further down the rabbit hole of shrooms. And they're all... They're, they all start talking about Betsy and the baby and whatever, and Isaac's vision he starts to blur and he gets distorted, and he's like, oh, oh. and so they all uh, uh, prize Isaac on like, oh, how, you're doing so well, you know, like, oh, you're doing really good, and he's like starting to freak out, and he's like, uh, are you are you guys okay? Uh, are the lights bothering you guys as much as they are me? And everyone's like, no, and Isaac's like, oh, I think that the dancing and moving around was making him dizzy. I was gonna, you know, I was I was gonna go call Betsy and tell everyone bye. And he gives Ethan, like, this evil look or whatever, which... Do you like, remember that face? Yeah, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and after that, Mindy is like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar and get more to drink. And so Ethan and Diana are just alone. And we cut to Isaac straight up not having a good time. He's going through his tiny little box of drugs, and he's like, oh, maybe if I should take more drugs, I'll be fine, you know? <laughs> and outside, we cut to Chris calling Tommy and telling him they got the stuff. And uh, honestly, like... Chris kind of sent him the voicemail. No, it was... Chris was calling Tommy. And it was voicemail. But yeah, but he only didn't even pick up. Yeah, I know. So rude. Anyway, Chris runs into a fan played by Alana Glazer. You know who that is? Mm -hmm. You know who that is? Yes, Glee. Yes, Glee. Uh, What roles does she play? I just did Broad City. Okay, but no one knows what that is. You gotta go with the... Everyone knows what Broad City is. She's in Big Mouth. I know she's or was. Female. That's Bernie Sanders. No, that she's not Bernie Sanders. Oh yes, she's not Bernie Sanders. Who is she it? played? Uh, Jesse. No, she played the Missy. She did play Missy. I yeah. Forgot. yeah, I forgot about that. I remember she said she wasn't going to play Missy anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's like, oh, so that's why your voice sounds different. Yeah, <laughs> and so and she tells him that she hates Christmas and that meeting him made it tolerable or whatever. And, you know, they're just having a good time. They're talking. And the two start flirting on super hardcore. And she's like, oh, I'm going to teach you a Christmas lesson, you naughty boy. And Chris is like, okay. <laughs> Are guys into that, Christian? If it was you, maybe. They're like, yeah, I'm a bad boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, and so after that I'm we... not kidding. <laughs> I'm a good noodle. So next we cut back to Isaac. He's still having a terrible time, but now he's in the bathroom. So he, like, pulls out his phone. He's going to make a message for himself. That says, quote, 
This is a message for future Isaac from current Isaac, and I have to tell you to listen to me, because right now I have clarity. Just want to put out, this man does not have any clarity. He's high off his fucking balls. You should not have be having this fucking baby. This baby's a mistake. This baby will ruin your life. You'll ruin this the baby's life. And the baby will fucking murder people. I don't know what you do at this point, but get rid of this fucking baby. Put it in a bag and leave it somewhere. Put it in a basket and push it down a fucking river. Fuck you, baby. Fuck your baby fucking little arms and your fucking chubby little baby fucking legs. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you, cunt. <laughs> Which, like, I love the push it down a river thing because that's like Moses. <laughs> also Jewish. Uh, so after all this, he takes more coke, by the way, and then he leaves the bathroom and he runs into Mindy, and uh, uh, or Mindy Kaling's character. Her name, we, we find out now, is Sarah. Isaac asks, like, oh, how's everything going? And she's like, oh, good. Uh, are you good? And he's like, because uh, he's like really sweaty. He's like, oh, you know, it's just hot in here. And she tells him that he's talk- talking really fast, and he asks her, uh, oh, do you want a drink? And she's like, yeah. You know, it got a little confusing there, but, you know, they're just catching up outside the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Nothing strange. Fuck you, baby. <laughs> I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. <laughs> we, we then come back to Ethan, Diana, and Ethan's telling her that Betsy said that she's been asking for him, and she says that's a lie. Ethan folds so quickly, and he's like, yeah, you're right, Diana says that Betsy would never say anything like that, and they both laugh. Ethan asks uh, how her family's doing, and she's suspicious of this question. And she's like, wow, you're so different because you never asked about my family when we were dating. And I mean, like, I get that you would be upset at that, but also, homie was an orphan, so <laughs> relax a bit. Diana says, thank you for asking about your family because you're doing just fine. Ethan asks, uh, Doesn't, don't you usually stay with them for Christmas? And she's like, yeah, but I wanted to go out with Sarah, which I uh, relatable. Diana explains that Sarah's boyfriend got them into the Nutcracker Ball, and Ethan's like, wow, no way, us too. Diana, Diana says the great, uh, that's great, because uh, he gets to go to this big dumb party he always wanted to do to go for his last Christmas with, with his friends. And uh, they're kind of, like, really mean to each other, mm-hmm. like, subtly, like, hostile. Like, they're flirting, but it's, like, so, like, they're mean. Kiss already! You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Ethan asks, like, oh, are you going with anybody? And she's like, oh, I'm bringing these two guys I've been dating with huge dicks. And Ethan's like, oh, yeah, well, I've been seeing this girl with a huge vagina. I mean, there's so many things you could have said. What if I described, like... My vagina is huge? No, just anything. Like, like if someone's like, oh, oh yeah, go, yeah, I'm going out with this new guy. And uh, he's he's got a big dick. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, my wife has a, uh, checks notes, big attitude problem yeah take that uh mm. so Diana's like wow okay well I hope this girl with the big vagina is not as big as mine Ethan's like yeah yours well um and Diana's like big and he's like yeah big? so yeah. we see Isaac get drinks for both him and Sarah and as he brings back the drink, his nose starts bleeding, and the blood goes right into Sarah's drink. Gross. So they both drink their drinks, as Sarah says her tastes like pennies. And Isaac's like, that's weird, maybe it's the vodka. And she thinks that they might have given her a creantini by mistake. Which makes Isaac go into a rant about how that's part of the Martini family. Sarah then tells him that his nose is bleeding, and she's like, it's bleeding like a lot. And finally makes the connection that he's probably just she probably just drank his blood just now. 
She asks if he bled in her drink, and he's like, no. And he confesses to her that he took cocaine. And she's like, what the fuck? Sarah freaks out on Isaac, saying that he's a fucked up person, and that he, sh- he should not be a father. Which I think is really harsh. Mm-hmm. So then we come back to Sarah grabbing Diana, being like, it's time to go. Ethan and Diana say their goodbyes, but Ethan stops her and is like, hey, it's a mistletoe, and she awkwardly laughs and says, come on, man, and walks away. And I feel bad for Ethan, but I also feel really bad for Diana because I think that made her super uncomfortable. Yeah. So Chris catches up with Ethan and is like, I just famed fuck that hipster chick. Ethan's like, that's great, where's Isaac? So Isaac's... That's great, anyway. (laughs) So Isaac's still freaking out, comes up to both of them and is like, we need to leave right now, and Ethan reminds him that this is that it's after 10, so the location of the Nutcracker Ball is now available. So, back in the limo, they call the number to get the location as Isaac is sweating buckets. So they find the location of the party is at Grand and Barry. So Ethan tells the guys that Diana will be at the party too, and he confesses that he misses her, and Chris is like, well, maybe you shouldn't have let her go. And Nathan Filder's like, yeah, you should try and get her back. My mom's name is Diana. <laughs> I know. Congratulations. Ethan corrects Chris by saying that Diana broke up with him. And Chris is like, yeah, well, you didn't want to meet her parents. And Ethan makes up excuses why he didn't want to meet her parents. Yeah, and well, how, um, yeah. And how Diana made it their entire relationship. And Chris is like, back me up, Isaac. But Isaac is too far gone. Ethan asks if Isaac is okay. And he tells Ethan no because he thinks the shrooms and the coke are reacting poorly. Poorly is the word of the day, by the way. Isaac explained that he just needs to balance them out by taking more mushrooms. <laughs> I love this man's commitment to the cause, though. Gotta give him that. Because he was having fun on mushrooms. Nathan tells him to chill out and to have a Red Bull. And he says, like, <laughs> it's like, or you can just stop using drugs. And Isaac is like, no more mushrooms as he takes more. No more mushrooms. Chris asks if he's going to be cool at this party, and Isaac's like, I'm cool, G. And Chris is like, no, you're not. <laughs> One of your eyes isn't working. <laughs> we just cut to his lazy eye. Chris starts worrying because there's going to be a lot of famous people at this party, and doesn't want his friends to embarrass him, which is, Aww. like, so sad. Very sad. Oh, he's not cool. I know. So Isaac tries different positions to show that he's normal, and Chris is like, no, it just makes it more obvious that you're high. And Ethan says that Isaac is fine. Chris tells Isaac that he needs to check himself, and Isaac's like, before what? I wrecked myself? And Chris is like, yeah. And Isaac takes, like, huge offense to that. Huh? Huh? Ethan Uh tells Chris that he made Isaac feel bad, and he should leave him alone. And Chris comes up with the great idea that Isaac should smoke some weed to mellow out of it. It starts looking only to find that it's gone. Chris says that girl that he hooked up with stole his weed because she was rummaging, rummaging through his jacket while they were fucking. The whole group starts laughing while Chris is pissed that his weed is gone. So they call Mr. Green again to give them more weed, but this time they had to meet him at Chris's mom's house. Chris doesn't like it, and Ethan tells him the school is too far away, and Mr. Green will be there in half an hour. Isaac is like, well, maybe we can go inside from the cold. And Chris is like, no, I'm not going to bother my mom. And besides, she's probably sleeping. Ethan tells them that that a half hour for Mr. Green could turn into two hours at just them standing outside in the cold. And Isaac is like, we could be dead by then. We could literally die. 
So Chris is like, let it go. My mom doesn't know I'm here. And Ethan's like, why? Didn't you tell her? And Chris is like, I told her I would be in Philly. And Ethan says that he thinks that his mom would be very happy to see him on Christmas. So Chris, feeling like he's being attacked, tells Ethan that he doesn't understand why it is a lot of pressure because all his mom wants to do is parade him around and show him off to people. And he tells Ethan that the last time he was here, she made him go to church with her and sign autographs and kiss babies and tell people all his, state, all his stats and what he did last Sunday. It's too much for him. Or whatever. And Ethan is like, all right, I hear you, but does your mom still have a Nintendo 64? Asking the real questions, by the way. <laughs> and Chris says, probably, because his mom never throws away his stuff. And Ethan is like, that's why you don't want to go upstairs, because you're going to get, like, wait, hold on, sorry. Uh, Chris, and Chris says, probably, because his mom never throws away his stuff. And Ethan is like, is that why you don't want to go upstairs? Because you're going to lose a golden eye? Valid. And Chris is like, all right, one game, but nobody touch anything as they make their way inside. So Chris, Ethan, and Isaac go to the apartment and think, uh, and they see this like whole shrine dedicated to Chris in there. And Ethan jokes if he died and uh, didn't tell anybody. So next we cut to guys playing Nintendo as Isaac looks to Chris's old yearbooks and Isaac is like, look, I found you. And it's a young Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with an electric guitar and the captions uh, most likely to become the next Eddie Vedder. So they all laugh, and Isaac uh, is like, oh, hey, remember when we first met at a party? And Chris is like, remember when the cops came? We had to hide in the bathroom for three hours. And Ethan says uh, he was scared he got caught. I, he, he was scared to get caught because Isaac was been, was being so fucking loud. <laughs> Would you ever do that at a house party? Of course. Oh my I, was just, I just bolted out the backyard. Literally. Isaac is like, yeah, remember when you asked me if I smoked weed because I had a Bob Marley tie-dye t-shirt? Really, I just like Bob Marley and tie-dye. <laughs> Chris says it's better than having people having purple hair and a cloak. Uh, and Ethan defends himself by saying it was his warlock phase. Did you have a warlock phase? Yeah. I still do. I mean, warlock on destiny all the time. Mm. No. No. <laughs> Isaac tells Chris he was surprised to even talk to Ethan and because he remembers thinking this guy's a jock, like talking to a, to a pretend pothead and a warlock and Chris says that if it wasn't for y'all he would have never made it through that school. So Ethan gets a phone call that Mr. Green is here and Chris is like, I'm not getting this uh, and I'm not getting in this man's car. He freaked me out and Isaac's like, I'll go. And Ethan's like, uh, can you even walk? And Isaac is like, I can fly. <laughs> So next we cut to Isaac getting in Mr. Green's car, and Mr. Green is like, yo, it's like the 5-0, you're busted, which freaks Isaac out, Mr. Green is like, I'm kidding, and Isaac is like, don't do that, and, uh, you know, it's good seeing you, and whatnot, you know, because they haven't seen each other since high school. Mr. Green tells Isaac that he's really proud of who he has become, a lawyer, a husband, and now a soon-to-be father. If my drug dealer knew any of this information from me, I'd be so scared. Oh, yeah. Mr. Green says he doesn't have time your for kids. Your drug dealer just flips out your social security number. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Sir? Mr. Green says he doesn't have time for kids and that the people he sells to are all his children and asks Isaac if he ever saw him as a father figure. Isaac says no, so Mr. Green asks Isaac to put his tiny hands in his. Mr. Green asks if they are having a rough night and Isaac confesses about the mushroom and how he's freaking out. Mr. Green grabs his face and tells him to relax. Isaac asks what he's doing, and Mr. Green says, staring into his soul, it tells him that he needs some indica that will mellow him out. We know those terms. Isaac says that should work fine for him, and Mr. Green tells him that this will be good unless he's got shit he can't come to terms with. 
And I was like, nah, nah, that's not, that's not me. So Mr. Green makes like to test the weed he got and tells him not to inhale too hard. Inhale too hard. And Isaac, of course, does anyway. Christian can relate. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, <clears throat> when he does inhale too hard, Isaac, he does, and then we get this dream sequence. And so Isaac asks Mr. Green where they are, and he tells him that they are 18 years in the future. Would you try this weed? Yeah. <laughs> so there. I think you would see them. Weed. You would see weed. I am the weed, <laughs> to quote Machine Gun Kelly. So they, or I am weed. Mm-hmm. So they are. So they're in a strip club, and Isaac sees his wife there. Green's like, "Oh, go talk to her." And then so Isaac sits down with her, and they're like, "Oh, uh, the show." And she's like, "Oh, the show's about to start." And uh, he sits there, and his announcer tells the crowd to give it up for Sierra. And Betsy cla- like claps loudly and asks, like, "Oh, isn't she amazing?" He's like, "Who is that?" And she's like, "That's our daughter." Mm. <laughs> and his wife starts telling him that he shit the bed as a dad, and so his daughter pops her pussy as her mom uh, throws cash at her or whatever. <laughs> so Isaac screams, "No, no!" Until Mr. Green is able to pull him out of the dream, and they're back safely in, his, in the car. And Mr. Green tells Isaac to pay him and to get out of the car, which he does, and hurriedly goes to join the others back at the apartment. In the apartment. So, as Isaac tries to sneak into the apartment, uh, his phone goes off, and he ends up dropping the phone, uh, or whatever. It's this whole weird thing, and Chris is like, what the fuck? Do you remember what the uh, ringtone was? What was his ringtone? It was like a Britney Spears song. Oh, was it? Okay. Hit me yeah, I think that's what it was. And so it's this whole—it's this whole thing of him dropping his phone. And Chris is like, "What the fuck are you doing here? You're gonna wake up my mom." And Isaac is like, "I don't know what's happening. Let's just bail." As he shows uh, Chris that he got the weed, and Chris's mom wakes up and goes to investigate the sound. Brave. Mm-hmm. Chris tells his mom that it's him, and she's so happy to see every everyone. She's like, "I can heat up some food." And so they're all sitting down to eat, whatever. And Isaac asks if he can have more Chardonnay. <laughs> And uh, Chris's mom pours it for him, and Isaac sees her hands are just like octopus hands. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's weird. Like he's he's tripping right now. And so Chris's mom asks, uh, "How is Ethan's life's going?" And he says, "Oh, you know, not much. Just feeling good." And she asks if he has a special lady in his life. He's like, "No." But Chris says that there was one young lady that Ethan used to date that he ran into today. So Chris's mom asks what happened. And Ethan says, "Oh, it's a long story." And Chris is like, "No, it's not." She wanted to get serious, but Ethan wouldn't meet her parents. <laughs> she wanted to move in, and Ethan said he wasn't in the right headspace. Would you ever use that excuse? No. Maybe. <laughs> Chris's mom says that that sounds like bullshit. Ethan is like, hey, now, stop getting up on me. There's more to it than that. Chris's mom asks if he wants her back, and Ethan admits that he does. Chris's mom tells him that if he really wants this woman, then he is going to have to work for her. And she adds that he is lucky that it's Christmas, because people's hearts are open and want to forgive. People want love, and that he should take full advantage of that. Do you think that's true? I think so. I think people want to reconcile. You think people want love, or they want to be loved? I think they want to be loved. So Isaac gets a text message of someone named James sending a dick pic, asking if he likes it, and he then he sends another one. And Isaac is like, well, I mean, it's a dope dick. Like, he's <laughs> texting this to the guy. And in uh, text back saying, so, or whatever, and James back ask, is asking if, sorry, and James texts back asking if he wants it. Uh, uh, Isaac texts back uh, saying, who wouldn't want a dick that looks like that, you know? And so Isaac is thinking this is like, He's like, oh, is this James, like, from work or something? Yeah. And anyway, uh, Sahara, would you be okay if your friends started sending you nudes? They did. Really? Yeah, and so my friend, she would talk to guys a lot in, like, high school, so she would be like, hey, which nudes do you think he would like? Oh, is this the same one that yeah. was uh, the black people meet thing that we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so her friend used Sahara's photo, and it was like, hey... I uh I made I made you an account on blackpeoplemeet.com. But it was for her. It wasn't for me. That's well, that's worse. I know. 
I was like, what the fuck? So James then texts back asking, like, oh, do you want to suck it? And Isaac is like, no, I've, I've never sucked a dick before. And James is like, really? And Isaac confesses that he touched a dick once at summer camp, but that's it. <laughs> and then James is like, well, uh, you say you've never sucked dick before, but tonight you're gonna. And Isaac's like, oh, God, I guess I'm sucking a dick tonight. <laughs> This isn't how I expected it to go down. I know. And Chris's mom then announces that Chris is getting a park named after him. And Ethan's like, wow, no way. And Chris's mom is like, yep, I petitioned the city and got all the signatures. So now there's going to be a cute little playground named after him. And Chris is like, mom, they, they have crackheads there. She tells them that they're going to clean all that up. <laughs> Back at the dress later. So Chris, changing the subject, tells his friends, uh, shouldn't we be getting ready to go to that party? His mom was like, all right, cool, but let me wrap all this food up and you guys can take it to the homeless shelter. Chris was like, all right. So Isaac is texting James the entire time and Ethan is like, what is wrong with you? Like, he, he sees what he's texting. Isaac shows him the dicks on the phone. Ethan's like, okay, are you gay? And Isaac says no. And Ethan's like, all right, are you curious? And Isaac is like, isn't everyone? Yeah, please. Isaac explains that someone has been texting him and it, it is James and he wants Isaac to suck his dick. Ethan takes the phone to look over the text messages and tells him that this is Sarah's phone, which means she has Isaac's phone because, you know, he has Sarah's. Yeah. And Isaac starts freaking out and Ethan tells him to calm down because they can get his phone back, but Isaac tells him, no, there's something bad on the phone, you know, talking about the, you gotta get rid of this baby thing <laughs> yeah. that he sent himself or whatever. And, uh, also, yeah, why didn't they, like, have passcodes? Literally. Like, I did. I know. Anyway. Uh, we cut to the kitchen as Chris and his mom get the food wrapped up. Uh, and she asks, like, oh, Chris, will you be around tomorrow and go to church with me? Because everyone would love to see him. And Chris makes up an excuse because he doesn't want to be shown off, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells mom, his mom, sorry, he tells his mom that he's a celebrity now and he's got lots to do. And she tells him that she loves him. So which, sweet. yeah, I don't, okay, I don't think that he's coming off as, like, assholeish, but she's, like, taking advantage of his, fa- of his fame. I think she just wants to be like, oh my god, this is my son. Like, I'm so proud of him, and you should be too. Like, look where he came from, and look look where he is now. Like, that kind of thing. My mom? Mm. Mm. <sighs> so, we cut back to Ethan, uh, and Isaac explains what was on his phone. The rant about the baby, and he's scared that Betsy's gonna get it because Sarah has his phone. Ethan's like, why would Sarah do that? And Isaac explains, because he put his bloody, bloody cocaine nose in her drink from earlier when he, like, was bringing drinks and whatnot. So Ethan calls Isaac's phone, hoping Sarah picks up, and she does, and Isaac is freaking out at this point. Ethan's like, hey, I'll just use to find my phone. Nice product placement, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. They find that Isaac's phone is actually in Midtown, and Ethan tells Isaac that they're going to go to the party because Sarah will be there, and that will be the way we'll get Isaac's phone back. Mm-hmm. So as they walk to this homeless shelter, Chris sees a girl that uh, he fucked earlier that stole his weed, and Chris confronts her about it. She's like, yeah, I stole it, and that my goal is to follow in the footsteps of my predecessors, predecessors like the Grinch, the Sticky Bandits, Sahara wrote Stinky Bandits, <laughs> and Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Die Hard. Woo, woo, woo. So it's Chris, all connected. It's all connected. Uh, so Chris confronts her about it. She's like, yeah, I stole it. And my goal is to follow processors, all that jazz, yeah. Uh, he tells her that he just wants his weed back, and she tells him that I'm making, uh, that he's making her plans super hard for her because she really likes him, and he's so cute and funny and talented. And Chris is just eating this shit up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the process of this, she's, like, feeling up on him, and she steals his other bag of weed they just bought. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, why would they let him even hold it at this point? Chris, is, Chris would fold, bro. <laughs> 
So as she runs away, she puts like these, she like throws Legos on the floor mm-hmm. for Chris to slip on and fall. And then Chris falls and whatever his tends or his friends run by and tell him like, dude, you just got home alone, or she or you she just home alone to him yeah, or whatever. And they all climb back into the limo and like tell drivers slash Nathan Fielder like, oh, chase after her. And he's he's whipping it, you know, he's he's going pretty fast. They find her, but they end up running this red light, and Nathan goes for it, but they just get t-boned by this truck, and the king <laughs> is like, huh? I guess he forgot he was driving a car like no 20- he starts literally crying he's like why did i do that but he i feel it's like he forgot his car was like 30 feet long literally so chris sees a sleigh and is like we can still catch her but ethan's like hey can we just go to the party whatever and isaac is like sleigh ride yes <laughs> and again hi uh they're able to get uh, the horses to go or whatever but this but the sleigh was like attached like a lamppost like parked or whatever mm-hmm. and so they the horses just rip the seat off carrying mm-hmm. them and they just get thrown from it and uh, uh they're flying all over the street and they run into like a construction barrel and that's how they stop and everyone checks on isaac like oh are you okay and he's fine but chris is like okay we can still catch her on foot and he says like hey just forget about the weed and let's just go to the party however chris tells him that this is important because the weed is for tommy and chris just bolts and goes after the weed and tells the guys i'll meet you on the f train would you trust oh first off even if they get on the same train what if it wasn't the same car like different train car you know oh they probably just meet him at that station I guess they know where they're going I guess Isaac then tells Ethan that his phone is close and he has to go find it Ethan's like no listen because you're on drugs not making any sense so it's better if you just stick with me and we just go to the party Isaac's like no I need to find my phone and votes telling Ethan he'll meet him on the F train as well so we see Isaac walking down the street, but he complains that his eyes aren't working, so he goes up to a stranger asking for help. And we see that Isaac is talking to a nativity set as they help him find his phone. So Isaac pets all the animals and is super excited about that when someone calls him over and it's his wife, Betsy. They're going to mass! <laughs> they hug and he asks what she's doing here and she asks him why he's playing in the nativity set and he explains that he's he was meeting Spencer and his family and that they're interracial. By the way, the nativity set was like talking to him. Yeah. So and he and like I think Joseph or one of the wise men or whatever is like, Oh my name's Spencer and oh yeah, it was a wise man. Yeah. Or whatever. He's like, and this is my family. And this is my family. He's like, Oh showing me and Spencer, they're all interracial <laughs> And uh, she's like, Okay, well my family is here and they're paying for the uh cab cab mm-hmm. and he needs to leave before they see him. And uh, before they see him, and she tells him like run, run, like run that way. And Isaac's brain is just not working. He's just standing there. He's like, "What are you asking me?" <laughs> have you ever been that high? No. Because I fucking have. Ooh, lucky you. <laughs> so Betsy's family catches up, and they're like, "Oh, Isaac, would you like to join them for midnight mass?" And Betsy's like, "Oh no, he's just hanging out with his friends tonight." And he tells them that he doesn't know where they went. Tells everyone like, "Oh, I've never been in a church before." Betsy's like, "Okay, cool, let's go, but save us a seat, you know." And so. Her family walks away, and she asks Isaac, like, how fucked up he is right now. And he tells her, he's not fucked up at all, because, uh, I'm your rock. And she says, yeah, that's great, but you look like a crack rock <laughs> as they go inside the, uh, the church. Uh, Isaac asks, uh, if she's mad at him. She's like, no, but to please, like, walk normal. That, that's us. <laughs> like, you're, I'm like, are you mad at me? And you're like, no, just be normal. <laughs> So, next we cut to Ethan walking the New York streets alone as he overhears two guys dressed as Santa Claus and they're talking inappropriately and he's all riled up. He's like, you guys need to, you guys are Santa Claus. You need to respect the suit you wear. (laughs) 
Where's his accountability for cops, bro? So they tell e- so they tell Ethan that he's being a baby and that he looks like an elf, and they say it's because mommy and daddy left him alone on Christmas, and Ethan just rocks one of their guys with shit, bro. Yeah. He's like, that was for disrespecting the spirit of Christmas. And he turns around, the other Santa just punches them in the face, and they just go at it, and Santa tells him, I feel like this is about something else, and Ethan's like, no, just this, like, while they're fighting. Yeah. Ethan calls them frat boys, and one of the Santa's like, I'm a surgeon. And he was like, I teach the third grade, bitch. I shape this nation to you. And by the way, that Santa plays that one kid from Big Mouth. Oh, uh, Jay Bilzerian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, what's his fucking name? Like, his real name? I don't know. Oh, uh, we'll have to look it up later. It'll be in the credits. <laughs> I'm kidding. And so after that, we cut to Diana and Sarah at a party. They're calling, uh, assuming Isaac's phone. We assume it's, it was Isaac's phone because yeah. Sarah's phone starts ringing. Yeah. So we assume she tried to call Isaac. Uh, Isaac picks up the phone and Diana asks if uh, Isaac has Sarah's phone. He's like, yeah. Uh, which makes Sarah really happy, but she needs it now because there's sensitive information on it. Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> uh, Ethan, Ethan asks Diana, how's the party? And it's uh, as dumb as she thought uh, it would be. And she tells him it's amazing and really fun. And she tells him that he needs to get here. And he says, you really want me there? She's like, yeah, it's my friend. And Sarah, and, not Sahara. And Sarah is like, what the fuck, you like him again? Uh, so next we cut back to the church at midnight mass and they're saying the Lord's Prayer and Isaac starts speaking in Hebrew and Betsy's like shh that's, sh- that's just a Jewish thing and Isaac is like what I can't do that here she's like no and he's like why Why? it's the same God so everyone sits down and Isaac is still standing so Betsy's like hey get down or whatever <laughs> hey get down uh he tells her that he thinks this is really cool and asks if they participate she's like no and he just screams hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> That, no, that, he says hallelujah. That's that scene you were talking about that you liked. <laughs> hallelujah! And Betsy's like, this isn't that kind of church. She asks, like, if he can be, just be a rock for her because he's acting like a weird pebble. And Isaac is just con- concentrating. He sees a baby. And he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that the baby is just cussing him out, telling him, fuck you, and all that. And uh, he tells Betsy about it. And he starts hissing at the baby. Betsy tells him to stop. And he tells her that the kid started it. And she says that she doesn't think the kid is even talking to him. So Isaac looks over and he sees a crucified Jesus and asks, who is that guy? And she says, it's Jesus. And he's like, Jesus Christ? Is that what they think we did to him? You know, he being Jewish. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes. And Isaac's like, can they tell I'm Jewish? And Betsy's like, yes. He's like, how do you know? She's like, your sweater. And he's like, <gasps> and like tries to cover it. <laughs> like someone just walked in on him naked. Yeah. And he's like naked. He's like, <gasps> covering himself. Oh my God. Uh, and he starts yelling that he's sorry and Betsy tells him to stop talking and he just starts gagging and Betsy tells him no, no, don't throw up in here and swallow it like a girl would and he tries but he's like where's the throw up bag where's the throw up bag and he's like pulling stuff out of the, uh-huh. of the little folder things in front and everyone's like stop and he like runs out into the aisle and he just starts tossing it like he just starts throwing it's up so all over like he's like <laughs> <laughs> just really loud and his family acts like, oh, we don't know him. And Isaac just notices everyone's staring at him. He turns around, he's like, like announces everybody in the church. He's like, we did not kill Jesus! And just runs out. So, next. <laughs> that whole scene was great. I love that scene. I know. So next we cut back to Christ. Not Christ. So next we cut back to Chris, still chasing that girl that stole his weed. And it's like parkour and... Uh, ooh, early 2010s and all that. Mm-hmm. And she's standing on the edge of the roof, uh, top of this building, telling him how lucky he is that friends that want to spend Christmas with him. And that you need to appreciate that. And that's your Christmas lesson. And that's why I'm taking your weed. And she tells him that her boy Hans Gruber died like this. And she just like jumps off the roof 
as Oda Joy is playing, and uh, Chris looks down and she lands in like this trash pit. First off, you still would have died. Really? Well, I mean, it's not that much of a cushion. Also, what if the trash is just full of like, I don't know, heavy stuff? Yeah. Like metal or bricks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like you never know. Yeah. Or you just fall on a used needle and mm-hmm. rip. You're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next we cut to Isaac in the subway. He's having a really hard time trying to figure out how like the the turnstile works. Mm-hmm. And Chris is, uh, finally shows up to help him get through. And Isaac asks Chris if he got the weed. He tells Isaac shit got weird. He doesn't want to talk about it. That's <laughs> such a marvel line, by the way. Yeah. Shit got weird. As they walk, uh, they find a beat up Ethan. Like, oh, what happened? Ethan tells him I got beat up by Santa's. Uh, and they ask it why why they would do that, and he asks if Ethan got mugged, and he's like, no. The guys are like, okay, then why would they randomly beat you up? And Ethan's like, okay, they were just drunk assholes, and it wouldn't have happened if the guys didn't abandon him. And Chris asks why Ethan is mad at them when things have gone wrong, and Ethan blames them for it. Ethan explains that this is their last chance to do any of this, and it seems like they all got wrapped up in their own shit. And Chris asks what Ethan means, and Ethan's like, uh... Uh, why doesn't Chris check his new phone to see if one of his famous friends had been asking him to fetch something? Mm-hmm. So, which, yeah, bam. Uh, Chris uh, is defending himself, like, oh, look, I, when I get famous, I get new friends, and Ethan gets jealous. Ethan is, like you said, he's jealous. He's like, what? And uh, tells Chris, let's talk about his success. Uh, and Isaac is in the corner, like, hey, guys, let's not do this here, like in the middle mm-hmm. of this train station. And Chris asks Ethan, what do you see in Chris's success? Ethan says that Chris is 34 and that most professional athletes retire by now, but Chris somehow just seems to just get good. Chris says it's because of his diet regimen, and Ethan is like, is that what you call it? And Chris is like, yeah, what do you call it? And Ethan says, I call it putting a needle in your ass. Mm. And Chris is like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm on steroids now, what? And Chris tells him everyone is on steroids, and Ethan calls him a cheater. Chris says, at least I'm doing something with my life, and I'm not wasting it like Ethan is, with no girlfriend, no money, and he still makes music nobody has ever listened to. Chris tells Ethan that it is the saddest shit he's ever seen in his life, and Ethan's like, oh yeah? And then Isaac yells at both of them to stop fighting, because it's ruining his trip right now. (laughs) Ethan sits far away from the gang, and Chris announces that he's going to the party without his racist-ass sweater with black Santa Mm -hmm. on it. And Ethan and Isaac are like, put the sweater back on, but Chris is like, nope, the sweater is coming off. So what did you think of that fight? Damn. Yeah. Watching the friendship unravel right now. I know. But I love how they still kind of still stick together, though. Yeah. They don't go their separate ways. How, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, those movies between friends where they split off and they're like, I'm done with you, and they just go their separate ways. Yeah. I feel like that kind of happened earlier, that they went their separate ways. Yeah. And so the guys walk together hoping to find the party, but it's just, like, this convenience store. Like, that's the address. Mm -hmm. And so they walk in, Ethan shows the clerk the tickets, and he tells the gang to follow him. The clerk takes them to his freezer, and they keep walking, and they see through the freezer there's this whole hallway where it's, like, a Christmas light tunnel, and there's this random guy, like, I can take your coats, and they ride this cute, like, train thing, like you would see at, like, the fair Mm -hmm. for children, and uh, they ride down this tunnel and dance as a sugar pump uh, fairy plays, and Isaac continues to take more (laughs) shrooms, by the way. So they make it into the party, and there are people dancing everywhere, even girls, and, like, inflatable snow globes dancing, like they're wearing one of, like, those dinosaur costumes, you know? (laughs) all look super fun so Isaac and, uh, and Chris and all them they separate Chris goes to find Tommy Owens Isaac's looking for his phone and Ethan's going to find Diana uh, Chris shows up to Tommy Owens and Tommy's glad they made it and Chris's like hey sorry I couldn't get, couldn't get any weed that kind of fell through and Tommy's like oh shit I forgot I even asked you if you want weed have some ha- have some weed and there's like this whole like like slate mm-hmm. uh, whatever covered like not, not covered like filled with bags of weed mm-hmm. would you? I would take all the one 
so Isaac finally catches up with Sarah and he like hugs her and is like oh you're and she's like you're super sweaty and, and so she like oh did you look at my phone and he's like yeah and he's like giving her a thumbs up and she, he's like good job and they talk about James's dick and how Sarah could totally handle a dick like that and she's like really thank you <laughs> uh, and so James finally comes around the corner and it's James Franco by the way yeah uh, You're like, wow, okay. Joke, little joke there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they knew. I, well, think I, they I wonder did. if they knew what they were doing. I think they did. I know. I think a showing something. I don't think anything a movie does is ever like on accident. To be honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, and so uh, James and Isaac start hitting it off, and they talk about uh, sleeping with each other. And James offers both Isaac and Sarah, like, "Oh, you want to dance?" And they're like, "Yeah." Uh, and uh, James leads the way, and Sarah looks at Isaac with death eyes, like. Mm-hmm. She's like, go away. Go away, no. And so next we cut to Ethan on the dance floor. He recognizes Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. who's singing, by the way. She's not singing. She's at the bar. Oh, whatever. Well, but she's like... Is it, she's she in performing? her bangers era. She does though. perform, though. Yeah, she does. So I wonder if she's been singing before. Anyway, she's there. She's in her bangers era. Dave Franco and Miley Cyrus. Damn. I know. And he goes it's up... James, not Dave. I said James. I said Dave. Oh, James and Miley, my bad. And he goes up to her, and he's like, hey, uh, there's this girl that I love, and she really loves you, and Miley thinks that he's proposing a threesome. She's like, oh, no, I don't do that, because I did it once or two... Uh, and she, she's like, oh, I don't do that. And she's like, oh, I don't do that, because I did it once with two fans, and it was super awkward. Mm-hmm. E- Ethan's like, no, not that, but uh, the how these two are meeting for the first time is like a Christmas miracle, because Diana talks about her and her songs all the time. Ethan tells Miley that I, he loves Diana and that this is a special night and he wants to make it special for her. And Miley's like, are you going to propose? He's like, I don't think it's the right time for us. And she's like, don't be a pussy, it's Christmas. And Ethan's like, alright, let's do this thing. Uh, so after that, we see Chris run to other football players and they're making fun of him for doing karaoke with his friends, which, like, damn, relax. I know. We then cut to Isaac, James, and Sarah dancing, and James and Isaac are bonding, which pisses Sarah off, and she tells Isaac he's got to go because he's being a huge cock block. So then Miley gets on stage, and Diana's just, like, excited. She's like, oh, boy, Miley. And she starts performing Wrecking Ball, and Ethan gets on stage and starts singing, and Diana's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, like or better yet, she's like, what's going on right now? Like, it's a good like, way. Like, a good, like, In a oh? good way. Yeah. He tells Diana from the stage, and he tells her that, like, oh, you're the best thing to happen to me, uh, and I was scared to commit, but now I'm ready. He's like, are you ready to go big or go home? Uh, or whatever. And his friends are, like, in the other corners of the room, like, what the fuck is going on? And Diana's, like, just stand, kind of standing there awkwardly. Like, she went from, like, oh, to, like, oh, like, in five seconds. Mm-hmm. He tells Diana that when he, let, when he let her go, it was him fucking up, and he never wants to let her go again. And he's like, oh, will you marry me? And the crowd is like, aw. And she's like, she looks around, she's like, yes. And Ethan is able to, like, pull her away, and they talk for a bit. And Isaac and Chris go after them because they know it's going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. Diana's like, this shit is crazy. And Ethan's like, I know, right? Diana's like, we are not getting married because we're not even together. and We haven't spoken in three months. Ethan's like, yeah, I addressed that in my speech. And Diana's like, yeah, and you proposed in front of hundreds of people. That's crazy. Ethan's like, so are we not getting married? And Diana's like, dude, fuck no. I'm sorry that you're going through a lot right now, but that is not a valid reason to grab onto me as your lifeline. Ethan is hurt, and he's like, oh, why'd you say yes? And she's like, everyone wanted me to say yes. Mm-hmm. Even Miley wanted her to say yes. She didn't want, want Miley to think she hated love. <laughs> so Ethan explains that he was just trying to do what he couldn't do in their re- first relationship because he loves her and she tells him that she is not his answer to be the rut that he's in. Or not his answer to the rut that he's in. Diana leaves and we cut to Isaac running into Tommy Owens. Again, 
Uh, well, not again, but you know, he, for the first time. Isaac is still high, grabbing onto Tommy, telling him how much of a big fan he is. But then Isaac accidentally kicks this like huge Christmas ornament, mm-hmm. and it like hurts somebody. And Isaac like goes to help by, by picking up the ball that, that rolled over. And he, he accidentally like hits several people, including an elf working at the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now there's glass all over the floor, and Isaac goes to pick some up. But the guy he hit earlier, like, comes back and, like, shoves him, and Isaac, like, ends up shoving a glass shard in Tommy Owen's hand, like, pinning him to the table, uh, and, but also, like, and uh, to a snowflake or whatever, and it's, like, this weird, like, crucified position. Mm -hmm. We did not kill Jesus! Because he was their savior, remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Isaac is freaking out. He's like, it's happening again. Like I just said, he starts covering his sweater. And we see Chris catch up with with Diana, who is trying to leave. And Chris tells her, oh, congrats or whatever. And she's like, stop. uh, Go find Ethan. So next we cut back to Isaac as the football guys are about to beat him up. And Isaac tells him that he's friends with uh, Chris. And Chris backs up Isaac and pushes the other guy. And they go to fight him. But they're stopped. And Chris starts filming them in his phone. So Chris and Isaac are able to bolt out of that situation. But then we see Ethan up on the roof, and Mr. Green is there. And Ethan is like, huh, how did you get in? And Mr. Green is like, it's my party, duh. <laughs> and Green explains it started out small, but each year it keeps getting bigger and bigger. E- uh, Mr. Green tells Ethan that, his, that he needs his friends and to smoke some weed. Ethan's like, no, weed makes me paranoid. Same, really. But shrooms don't. Well, actually, that's, that's Isaac, not Ethan. Ethan ends up smoking, and we get flashbacks of young Ethan packing on Christmas Eve, and he gets a knock at the door, and he opens the door to find a young Chris and Isaac. Ethan asks, like, oh, what are you doing here? And Isaac tells him that they just thought they could hang out. And Isaac says, yeah, that's cool, because I haven't been packing my parents' stuff and giving it away because old people have a lot of stuff. And Chris is like, do you want to play Nintendo? And Ethan's like, no, I think I'll just hang out here. And Isaac's like, no, it's Christmas. You shouldn't be alone. Chris is like, yeah, let's go to my mom's house and play Goldeneye. And I got some whiskey. And Isaac is like, yeah, I have a a doobie I got from my brother, so let's get fucked up. Ethan starts crying, and uh, Chris and Isaac come for him while they're all hanging out. And honestly, yeah good friends they're really so good friends mm-hmm. and Ethan's like sorry for crying I just miss my family and Ethan's like that's okay uh, we miss you too or we miss them too but now Ethan has a new family us you know and they tell Ethan like uh, they'll always be there for you uh, whenever you need us and so Ethan uh, is, uh, you know that, make, that makes Ethan feel better mm-hmm. and so Isaac likes to join Ethan's like what the fuck you can't smoke that in here and Isaac is like well we can now Ethan uh, is like huh and he's like, you know, yeah, you're right. That's crazy. As they pass the joint amongst each other. Mm-hmm. Wild. Weed circle. Ethan suggests, like, oh, you know, we should go see the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center or Square or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy's are like, yeah, it's a really good idea. And I was like, oh, we should go to Fal Schwartz and play the piano and then get some Chinese food or whatever. And Chris is like, you're right. And then, they, and then like, right next to the Chinese restaurant, there's this karaoke bar and that we can go to. And thus, a tradition was born of them not doing all that. You see, it made it sound like they just went and did something every year. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it sound like they did it ev- everything every mm-hmm. year. I thought this year was like, oh, everything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. As Ethan gets out of the flashback and Mr. Green wipes his tears away and says, that was really touching, Ethan is like, he tells Ethan he's so lucky to have writer die friends. Ethan says that everything is different and Mr. Green tells him that it's not true and to listen as we hear Chris and Isaac looking for him. Ethan says his friends, sees his friends, and tells them that he was up here, and that they're all like, oh, yay, you're safe, as Ethan hands Mr. Green back his weed and tells him thank you, as Ethan goes to join his friends. It's Christmas Day in New York City, as Chris tells Ethan that what he did with Diana was really stupid, and Ethan agrees, but he says that he really loves Diana, and Chris is like, yeah, I understand that, but, but like, what normal people do after two years of dating, and Ethan's like, 
like I'm not normal because of a bunch of abnormal shit happened to me. Or maybe I'm just using that as an excuse. Ethan says he is really good at making excuses, and Chris is like, all the time. <laughs> Isaac says it's really hard keeping friends when you're older because they have so much of their own shit going on. And Chris says that just means they have to try harder. So what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Ethan... No, I mean, well, like... But, well, what's more like, like, I feel like Ethan's parents, like, they, I don't know, like, how recent it is, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been a while, and, mm-hmm. like... You're saying he should be over it? I'm not saying he should get over it, but, like, it's been a while, you know? I feel like it's time to move on. Yeah. But, I mean, like, do you agree that it's hard to keep up with friends when you get older? As you get older? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I would say it gets pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Especially now. Like, there are people I went to college with. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, we should all hang out sometime. I haven't heard from any of them since. Yeah. Like, I last saw them at graduation. I know. I just... I, I know. Like, whenever I hear from, like, foreign exchange students, we're always talking about how us Americans are always like oh, if you ever need me, just, you know, call me. But, like, we only say that as, like... Homie, you live in France. No, 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 I mean, like, we meet... Us as Americans, we meet it as to say something nice. But in their country, they mean, like, oh, we mean this, like... Why do I have to call you? Like, and I just think that's... Like, whenever I say something, like, I mean it. Like, I want to hang out with you. So here's a weird question that I just think, right? So, like, let's say I have a phone Mm -hmm. from the U.S., okay? I don't know if, like, international minutes work anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah. But, like, if I... Look it up. Like, let's say I, I had a phone in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and I call someone from France and that's international minutes. But what if I, like, go to France and then call them? Does that also count? It's mm-hmm. a good question. In my mind. <clears throat> they all tell each other that they love each other and give pats on each other's backs as Isaac gets a text that he missed 97 calls from Betsy. Ooh. What would you do if I missed 97 calls? I'd be so pissed. Okay, but I called her twice earlier and she didn't pick up. She didn't even have her phone on her. What if I died? I didn't, but... <laughs> so, Betsy calls him again. Isaac is able to pick up this time. And when he hangs up, he tells his friend that Betsy is going into fucking labor and does the home alone scream as they all start <gasps> running toward the hospital by taking Mr. Green's car. <laughs> As they speed off, we see Mr. Green take another hit as he tells us that he thinks he finally earned these as angel wings appear and he flies off into the heavens. Which, whoa. I know, came out of nowhere. Yeah. When they make it to the hospital, it turns out it's just a false alarm. Do, do, do you know what those false alarms are called? Um, like scientific term or like... No, what's just what they're called. No. Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks? Yeah, you're having uh, cramps, and you think, oh, no, this is the real thing, because they hurt really bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you think you'll do that, or do you think it'll just be the first time? I don't know, but it's more like a, your body's getting ready to... Your body is, like, you're starting to... Your cervix is starting to <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. Do the rar. Like, you're... Like, it's like labor, but you're not an active labor. I get it. Yeah. And so, uh, she... Uh, and all that, they leave, they run to the hospital, false alarm... Isaac, he goes to see Betsy, and they're like, oh, where were you? And he was like, oh, I lost my phone, but I need to tell her something. Yeah, those drugs you gave me have sent me on the spiritual quest. (laughs) And I've realized that I've been lying to myself and you about how I really feel about some stuff. And he shows her the video that he took at the bar while high, you know, when he was like, you gotta get rid of this baby. Mm -hmm. And she starts laughing and tells him that, oh, I'm so relieved because, you know, she's been feeling like this dumb asshole compared to him and that... Uh, it's all been a lie that he's been freaking out. And he tells her, like, it's all been a lie that I've been freaking out. 
and that I don't think I deserve to freak out because no one has to be the one of them has to be the calm one. And she tells him that she's actually okay because all the things he's been saying that they can handle it together. Uh, it made her feel better. She tells him that she's now the Rock, and Isaac gets excited and tells her that uh, he's having sex with Dwayne the Rock Johnson now. And she laughs and tells him like uh, that she loves him. Mm. So basically, like it was. She'd been super stressed about everything, mm-hmm. and she felt like, because oh, earlier she was upset, she was like, I'm a bad mom, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be a bad parent, but he's been feeling the same way, so she feels relieved to, like, mm-hmm. you know, know that she's not alone. Yeah. Would you like that if I told you I'm like, babe, I'm freaking out right now? That's why I said I think I'd be reassuring you, like, no, don't, don't freak out, we'll get through this. Honestly, soon. it would just feel like, like, oh, I have time, and, like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, I'm in the delivery room, and I'm just like, I don't it's right now. It's now or in the next 48 hours, of course. <laughs> uh, he tells Betsy that he loves uh, dragons, and she's like, what the fuck? And he tells her that she's... Sl- and he tells her, like, oh, I'm still tripping balls, and that you look like a dragon, and it's scaring him right now. <laughs> and she just starts doing dragon noises. Yeah. <laughs> and so next, uh, we cut to opening presents with Betsy's family, and Ethan hands Isaac a present, and it's a mug that says, world's greatest dad. Aww. Uh, we see Chris tells mom about the steroids, and she tells him that it must not be easy to tell her that. And it won't be easy to tell the world. And I just want to say, didn't he tell her earlier about the steroids? Mm-mm. Thought he did. Because yeah. we mentioned it earlier. No, he was talking to his mom while he was giving himself steroids. Oh. But he never told his mom. We might have just misread that, or I just misunderstood, because I thought he was telling her. Mm-mm. Whatever. And uh, uh, Chris laughs about all that, or whatever, and he's like, oh, looks like we're not getting in that park. She says, fuck that park. I got crackheads. <laughs> That's what I was talking about earlier. And they laugh and before they bless their Christmas meal. Uh, next we see Ethan walk up to a house and ring the doorbell and Diane answers is like are you going to propose again he tells her that he just wants to tell her something and then I'll go and she agrees and he tells her that he's sorry for that past night and that was stupid and he thinks it was crazy of him uh, to not want to meet her parents but he admits that he was too scared to lose his friends due to getting closer to her family he tells her that he wants to grow up and he wants to grow up with her and have a family and he wants to have her as his family he tells her that he'd rather be the guy that says too much than not saying enough. This makes Diana smile, and she tells him that she apologizes to you for stalking a little bit because she knew he would be at the bar, and she does ask Betsy about him, and he tells her that he asks Betsy about her all the time. So they've been both asking Betsy mm-hmm. about her, and Diana says, I know, she tells him, and he's like, how come she doesn't tell me? And Diana is like, she's a girl, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Ethan asks if he can come in, she's like, I thought you didn't do parents, and Ethan's like, I'll do your parents. Which makes Diana laugh and kisses him, and uh, she lets him inside to meet her parents, finally. Mm-hmm. We get a one year later, and we see everyone at the table, and Betsy has put a plate down as everyone laughs and has a good time with each other. Betsy comes telling the gang that the baby won't sleep, and Chris asks, oh, uh, we can try and put her down. And I don't know why when I first heard that, I'm like, damn, they're really going to put this baby down? Shut the fuck up, Christian. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, yes, because I just, I, I get like putting her to bed, but like putting her down mm-hmm. just sounds like putting her down and she's like yes it's chris isaac and ethan i'll get up and go put isaac's daughter to bed isaac picks her up and the guy sing to her uh, that run dmc song that they did karaoke to earlier and just like that she's all happy and content as the narrator played by tracy morgan as santa claus turns the page to say the end and asks himself asks his elves how that was for a christmas story everyone really liked it he explains that shit happened and things went down lessons were learned friends are important but relationships evolve he gives a shout out to his son for killing it again on Christmas, and we learn that it's the amazing Mr. Green. Santa says, now all that is said and done, it's time to party as they play the creator by C.L. Smooth and Pete Rock. 
The end. What a movie. Sahara, what did you think? I enjoyed it. What, was your favorite scene Hollow Yeah. Really? Just the whole church scene. Yeah. From the beginning to That was end. my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> From the moment he starts taking the nativity set to after he's like, we did not kill Jesus. That we did thing. not kill Jesus. This is so good. I love the chemistry between That's them. That's how hot I want to be, bro. <laughs> Literally. I love the chemistry between everybody. Yeah. I really did. Like, I believe that people were friends, family, and they just all got along and they all understood each other. You know what I mean? Like, it never felt awkward. Yeah. So, do, do, do you like the friendship between the three? Yeah, movies? it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I believe they were friends. Yeah. I don't know if I would believe childhood friends, but I definitely believe they were friends. They were friends. They're friendly friends. Um, did you like how they all had their own individual problems? And that that they all had to kind of overcome, like Isaac being a parent, Chris with his steroids, and Ethan like his grief. I think that's just life, to be honest. They yeah. all got their own issues. Everyone's yeah. got issues, bro. I just feel like that's pretty deep for a comedy, though. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Do you think the film's main uh, theme or motif is grief? Like not only grieving over lost ones, but like grieving over the fact that we get older and life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, example? Oh, well, I mean, like, Ethan, you know, as a character, we're supposed mm-hmm. to feel bad for him, but, yeah. like, he's 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 in a... He's processing that still, mm-hmm. and uh, his friends are, are have really helped him that, and he doesn't like seeing them leave because it not only reminds him of his parents, like, not being around anymore, mm-hmm. but he is relying on them to, like, move on. Yeah. And then with, like, not only that, but, like, becoming... That fear of becoming a parent. Yeah. Like, we haven't experienced that ourselves, but, like... I mean, like, we can kind of understand. Like, it's something new and it's something scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I can't really relate to steroids, but I can relate to lying. <laughs> I can relate to lying. I can't really. relate to steroids, but I can relate to lying, I guess. <laughs> All right. I really like the aspect of choosing your own family when it comes to the holidays. What do you think? Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nice because there are a lot of people who don't have their family around anymore so they kind of gotta move on you know yeah so christian is this a puff puff pass or a puff puff smash it's a puff puff smash i know i love this film um what would you rate this out of 10 though i'm gonna go this here wait 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 i don't want to hear i don't want to hear i don't want to hear uh okay out of 10 on three ready one two three six Seven. Mm-hmm. Wow, really? Yeah, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. It was funny, but I'm only watching this movie one time. I feel like I can watch it over and over. I'm not watching it again. This yeah, movie, is, this movie, kind of goes on a little bit too long. Yeah, like I feel like they linger too much, and I'm like, all right, we get it, move on. <laughs> but right. I'm taking it too seriously. It's a comedy. Would you like to do a dream blunt rotation? Uh, Isaac. Okay. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Two Santas. Okay. And, uh, uh, the Grinch lady. The Grinch lady. Alright, I would definitely do Isaac, Betsy, um... Pregnant Betsy or non-pregnant Betsy? Pregnant pregnant Betsy, for sure. You want to kill that baby? Yes. You're terrible. (laughs) Isaac, um, let's see, who else would I do? Um, Chris's mom. Chris, I was gonna say Chris's mom. But, uh, <laughs> Chris's mom specifically with the octopus hands. Um, Isaac's video of him wanting to be like, kill that fucking baby. Kill that baby. And, specifically the video. Yes. And the man in the uh, Nutcracker Ball Tunnel who's like, can I take your coat? Can I take your coat? <laughs> <laughs> That's my cute butt rotation. 
All right, guys, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are Puff Puff Pass, and we are the couple that is smoking on the background. You can follow us on Twitter at Puff Pass Podcast. We also have a Tumblr that is Puff Puff Pass Podcast. But if you just want to say hi and tell us your thoughts about the movie, you can email us at puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. We will not be having a Sober Thoughts this month, but we will be having a little special for y'all in the next coming new year. So, Christian, would you like to tell us what our next movie is? Yes. Our next movie is none other than the special film called <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Woo! Jim Carrey. Very excited, so get ready for that episode. It will be posted on Christmas Day, so it will be Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> Alright, goodbye everybody. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Be nice to me, I'll start sending you more Barbie stuff on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, dude, people have been eating this shit up. I, I want to eat it up. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see it. I guess. Did I, you see what Greta Gerwig said her vision was? Sure. You did I, see I it? Did, I did. Oh, my God. Like, uh, dude, the, I just want to see The Shape of Water just to see that trailer. God. The Shape of Water? Is that what it's called? The Way of Water? <laughs> Shape of see them fog. <laughs> the shape of water. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that second laugh there was me showing her something about the movie. Oh my god. People are memeing the shit out of it. Because, like, I guess the beginning is supposed to be, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of the monkeys playing with rocks and stuff, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, the like, girls oh, playing with Barbies. Oh, yes, that's yeah. why, yeah. <laughs>